0: This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's I work the number 4 himcom This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get
1: to today's program.
2: Hey, thanks for tuning into to I Work For Him this afternoon as we... Dig deep. Always on Tuesdays, we dedicate this show to conversations about connecting marriage to our work, and we've got a really special show for you today. Not only do we have a couple that's going to share how their faith is impacting their business, but they're also going to talk about how their faith is impacting their marriage, and we love having other people share their stories because we know you're tired of hearing our own. (laughs) Just remember that every day on our work frame, we're here to bring you that challenge, helping you to connect what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. But we need to remember that we've been given freedom in Jesus, the freedom to live, because he came to set the captives free. Yet every day we work surrounded by captives, people who need to meet Jesus. That's why we remind you that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus, your coworkers, your employees may ever meet that job that you hold, the work that you do. None of it is by chance the people that you work with they need to meet Jesus and you may be their only chance. You know check us out on iworkforhim.com that's iwork the number 4 him.com for the latest episodes get signed up for our weekly newsletter which includes my blog and then you could always stay in touch with what's been on iWorkForHim in case you miss one of the shows. All the podcast all the shows are podcasted so there's out there 970 podcasts at this point in time get out there listen to them stay in tune every show will give you some new hope to take your faith to work you know one thing I've learned here in Florida Martha is that you almost we we've learned this together you never hire a contractor without getting a personal reference why is that <laughs> there's so many stories we're not going there though When you know someone who's used them in the past, you almost always get some assurance that the work will be done and it will be quality and that the company will still be there five weeks later. Today, we go to the world of the roofing business. Have you ever hired a roofer to repair or re-roof your home or business? In Florida, it's tough business. First of all, it's hot here. I don't know if anybody noticed, but it gets hot here for like six months of the year. Being a roofer is not for the faint of heart. And I think it's why so many roofers come and go, but not so with our guests today. Ari and Becky Hausch have been married not only for 35 years, but have been doing roofing. Ari's been doing roofing for 37 years, I think, if I got it written, written right. Yeah, 37 years. They've got a story we wanted you guys to hear. Ari and Becky Hausch, welcome to iWork For Him.
1: Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having us here. We're delighted to be here and very blessed.
2: And Becky, you still feel that way Are you still like you're you're not sure whether you're whether you're happy to be here or not?
0: No, I'm very I feel very blessed to be here too. A little nervous, but very blessed.
2: Make sure you check out these guys online at Aries Roofing. It's like Harry Without the H, Ariesroofing.com, Ariesroofing.com. We'll make sure we have that link on our Facebook page later on the night when we post the podcast. But we really want you to check them out. In case you're ever looking for a roofer here in Tampa Bay, I mean, Aries, how far out do you do roofs from where to where?
1: We kind we kind actually cover the three counties, so we could be in Hillsborough, and Pasco and in Pinellas
2: now, if somebody called you and said, "Okay, but I'm in Polk County or I'm up in St John's County, do you have good roofing friends who love Jesus in those counties that you can refer them to?"
1: uh we do have a few uh, very few as we we talked earlier, <laughs> uh, but uh we also refer them to a manufacturer certification contractor
2: good so so there's there's some hope out there all right so Let's just start off with a little bit of your story. Ari, how did you end up in Florida, of all places, to do roofing?
1: Well, I came to Florida in 1977. Uh, my mom re- relocated here with her uh, husband, and prior to that, I was in Europe, France, which is basically where Ari came from. Uh, the next-door neighbor needed some roofing help helpers, and I volunteered, and by default, I never looked back.
2: Wow, that's pretty good. So you grew up in France?
1: I grew up uh, Army brat. So okay. traveled Europe to the United States the first 10 years, settled in France at 10 years old until I was 19 years old when I came to Florida.
2: It, how's your French today?
1: Très bien, merci.
2: Uh, wow. Oh, you yeah, that's that beautiful. That's, uh, he, <laughs> I'm not sure what you said, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Becky, is that one of the ways he wooed you was by pulling out the French?
0: Oh, absolutely. He was um, he had a very heavy French accent, and he was a actual roofer on the roof. So he was working on the roof at the time. So very dark, tanned, long hair, blonde locks, a little bit at the ends, you know, from the sun, and a beautiful accent.
2: <laughs> nice. So that's how you met him? He was doing roofing? Yes, he was. Talk mm-hmm. about that story.
0: Well, we... Um, This was before God days, I call it, because we we were not Christians. B.C. Before before, Christ. Before Christ. Um, We were not Christians, but we were in a lounge, and we met there. And um, I would have to say he would probably say he was struck by lightning immediately for me. I was kind of—had some issues in my life and was really struggling and um, wasn't so sure about that. But— he kept wooing me and I just I just knew he was a good man. He had a good heart and uh he became my best friend before we fell in before I fell in love. We became be- we were best friends and we are still best friends today.
2: So that was here in Florida that you met. In Florida. And so whereabouts of Florida did you meet? Where was well, that I'm a famous lounge? Oh, you're Floridian.
0: I'm a Floridian. I was born in Dunedin. Okay. And lived here my whole life. Never really traveled or she so
2: moved all the way from Dunedin to <laughs> Tarpon Springs.
0: From Dunedin wow. to Tarpon Springs. Yep.
2: You guys really know how to stretch it out. I know. Mm-hmm. No wonder you want to travel, Harry. Gotta get Becky gotta get Becky out of that ten mile radius that she's lived in all her life.
1: I'm getting her there. we're starting to travel a little bit now and she used to have a fear of flying, but now she's doing pretty good i She got over that by the way uh by me taking her on talking to her and taking a long trip so I took her to Hawaii about six years ago, and that was a like a thirteen hour flight so yeah. she got over a fear
2: she had no choice because she couldn't jump out okay yeah Yeah, i mean i don't know i'm yeah i understand the fear of flying when you're in a metal tube hurtling through space at 500 miles an hour full of sick people who are sharing their germs
1: (laughs) for sure
3: this time of year for sure exactly Mm. so you were saying that that you guys met before god was a part of your life so how did you guys come to be
0: christ followers
2: becky you first ladies first
0: okay um my mother was very ill and she was 48 years old at the time. Oh, wow. And I was 28. And she had lupus. Back then, they didn't know a lot about mm-hmm. lupus. And uh, my mother was, uh, she was just an amazing woman, loved the Lord. And I was one of those um, young ladies that said, Well, I'll go to church when I'm 65. You know, I mean, <laughs> right now, that's just not for me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that when I'm 65. I thought it was just having a good time. Well, she got very ill and um, she passed away at 49 years old and i just felt the lord it seemed like the, every time i got in my car and drove somewhere i saw a church on the corner i turned on the tv i saw an advertisement on to the ch- you know for a local church mm-hmm. and god was wooing me and i didn't even know it and he wooed me right to him and mm-hmm. i um i was falling i was falling apart i was falling to pieces so you got and, the uh,
2: end of your rope and you realize yeah. god been holding on his rope all along
0: yeah and he opened his arms and i fell into it <laughs> and i let him pulled me through this whole um it was a very hard difficult situation i was the only child and her uh, my mom and dad were my my best friends too mm-hmm. i mean great parents very very loving parents but uh it was a tragedy that brought brought me to christ
2: hmm. how long had you had we already married to Ari when that we happened? were married all right and uh, how long had you been married at that point in time
1: three or four years I mean, three, we, had, yeah, I we of... have two sons and they were one was two one was three so uh a, a very, very early in our marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, uh, we got married in 82, and I became a Christian in 88. So, we're nice. a little bit older than
2: that, so.
1: Right, very but, cool. Uh, All
2: right, so, Erin, was it, it she says it was like, it hit you like lightning when you met her that first time.
1: We actually have an expression in France, if you want to look it up, it's called coup de foudre, <laughs> uh, which is lightning strike. It just hit, I saw her, and I said, she's the one for me, mm-hmm. and, uh. You know, at that point in time, I wasn't looking for a partner or a woman or anybody in my life, but my heart just, I just heard my heart shake, you know, like bounce. And uh she came up to my table and uh, I introduced myself and she says, Nice to meet you, Harry. And of course, we had the conversation about the first name and, uh, Becky said we uh, became friends. And, uh, oh, by the way, I was a pretty good dancer, too, coming from Europe.
2: Nice. You met Becky in a bar. This before Christ. You were awestruck with her. And how did that, I mean, so.
3: He was foop-de-coop or something (laughs) like that. Martha.
2: Michael, you're supposed to press the button when she does stuff like that.
3: My French is Uh, (laughs) non-existent. Struck by lightning. Well, that was there. great. Martha.
2: That was so, great. So, Eric, you guys got married in 1982, but neither of you were Jesus followers at that point in time. No,
1: you- no, sir, not at that point. Uh, and uh, we both had different. Uh, we worked for both different companies, and I was working for a different roofing company, and then Becky worked for an air conditioning company. And uh, uh, it wasn't until, like Be- Becky said, the tragedy with her mom that mm-hmm. she came to Christ. She came to me. One day, and she says, "I think God is calling me to go to church and I said, "Great, go ahead, take the boys with you hmm. you know and uh
2: yeah, have a good time
1: That's yeah. exactly what happened, and that went on for at least two years and uh and I saw that she was drawing closer to Jesus, and of course, I was putting up the walls and and had all the right excuses not to go to church and so forth. I would go a couple of times and you know I would always accuse her, why did you go tell the pastor that I was here because he was talking right to me. I <laughs> <laughs> so, love how that happens. <laughs> uh,
2: and of course, Becky, you hadn't been telling the pastor that now, right? No, I so
1: haven't. I I kind of missed out on her being uh, you know, accepting the Lord and being baptized and uh and of course, I had to ask for forgiveness for that later on when I realized that, you know, it's a very important time in your life. But one day I was just uh well, we need to back up there were some problems that she had with uh, some of the pastors, some of the elders that was pretty ugly uh and it meaning kinda, there
0: was a church split,
1: sure, yeah, mm-hmm. she was pretty upset with that. She came home and she looked at me at a dinner table and she says, "You know what, Eric, you're right, you know, I don't want to go to church anymore, and she has crossed her arms, you know and hmm. and I'm going to myself, I know I ain't right, so we you know the next day it was a Saturday she went up off shopping with the kids and I was doing lawn work and I just heard Jesus say to me, just like he did to Paul, you know, why are you persecuting me? You know, your marriage is falling apart. Now you have your wife that's coming and saying, same, you know, message. And, uh, from there I told Becky, I says, you know, why don't we go find a little church somewhere, take the kids, nobody knows us and we can start over. And, uh, it's a pretty long story, but we found the little church in Safety Harbor, and I kind of just fell in love with the people, fell in love with uh, the pastor, fell in love with the Lord. Slowly, you know, and I got baptized, or I got saved in 1991, got baptized, and we never looked back. I never looked back. I had to change the, my ways and things, but uh, we were. I realized then that uh, you know God had my back and. He saved our marriage. And uh, as we started our business in 1990, it, it, it really you know, started a, a new new venture for us with the Lord.
2: So you started your own business before you became a Christ follower. Yes,
1: 1990.
2: So when you became, Becky, when Ari finally surrendered to Christ, mm-hmm. how big of a difference did that make in your marriage?
0: Oh, a huge difference. Um, he just, um, he was there for... Uh, Me and the kids, you know, where before he always was a hard worker. Erie would work seven days a week. But as roofers, you know, they would always like stop at the local bar on the way home. So sometimes we wouldn't see him till late at night or, you know, all weekend long. So he when he accepted Christ, then he was he was kinder. He was more compassionate. He, um, you know, saw us through the eyes of Jesus more, you know, and he was he was just there for us. He was the husband and the father that. I needed, and the children needed.
2: Hmm. Well, and, and people talk about, yeah, my life really hasn't changed much since I met Jesus. I'm thinking, I don't think that works that way. I mean, so your life changed a lot, Ari.
1: Oh, my yeah. my life changed completely, and uh, and I cling to that today. that That's my testimony, and uh, and nobody can tell me that God Jesus didn't change my life mm-hmm. because I knew where I was before, and I know where I am now. And you know it's a journey, and it's uh, just loving, and we view people differently. We forgive people more, and 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 just the, all the fruit of the spirit. You know, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, he's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, deceive you. He's just gonna empower you to do all the things that 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 God. Jesus did. I mean, uh, of course, we're not perfect by no means. And, uh, but, uh, we
2: Becky's shaking her head. That's right. You're not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the reasons we love to have, we invited you to come on the air with us is to share with other people your testimony. Nobody can refute what God has done in your life and to hear firsthand that um, the changes that he made and the effect that he had, and then we're going to get into the effect that that has played in the business that you started up. Um, but I just hope that our listeners can hear what we're talking about and be encouraged by that and maybe challenged if they don't see that their life has changed, maybe look inside and say, you know, have I really let God influence my life?
2: Becky, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, but I want to ask it anyway. You, <laughs> you were, basic, you were a, a Christ-following wife. Of a husband who didn't recognize God at all, you had a couple of kids at home. He said, "Go ahead and go to church. I'm not going with you." Speak to those ladies that are listening today to tell them how you made it through those years while you waited for God to move Arie's heart. Wow,
0: this is a real passion for me, and I hope I can mm-hmm. say this without getting all choked up because um, choked up's have, okay. We have 17 women in the office, and and we touch a I touch a lot of women's lives, but a lot of times women want to wait till their husbands are ready to go to church. So they just stay home and they don't take their children. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden their children are two and three. And then one day they're 17 and 18. They Mm. never went to church or they never knew the word of God or anything. Now try to tell them at that time, you know, I tell them you have got to be an example to your husband. And I would get up. I'd ask him if he'd want to go to church. He'd say, no, I'd get in the car Buckle the boys in. We'd go to church and I'd cry all the way to church. I'd cry the whole way, but we went and he, I would think he would agree. He said many times, she was such an example to me. We have to be an example to our husbands by loving them. I mean, still was hurt, still mm-hmm. was frustrated, but you know, we have a role as a parent, as parents too, but as a role as a mom to teach our children to our husbands and come across, you know, come with us and lead them as parents to, to the Lord. And it was an example to our children. They still remember us always going to church, even though Dad didn't go to church. And um, I just think it's you know I always tell women we're not going to stand for, you know before God and say, "Well, I waited for my husband, you know, that's why I didn't go." You know, I, I they have to be an example, and with their quietness, their gentleness, their love, they'll lead their Lord. I mean, they'll lead their husband to the Lord.
2: How'd you pray for Ari during that time?
0: It was difficult. I mean. A lot of times I was angry. A lot of times I was frustrated, but I also had a group of ladies. I got very involved. I was, it was, you know, a young, a young wife. So I kind of, they had a strong women's ministry at this church that I was going, that we were, I was going to. And I surrounded myself with other Christian women and I just was real with them. And we prayed for him for many years, you know, until he came to the Lord and it was really awesome. And they were my support team. <laughs>
2: Ari, did you know she was praying for you during that time?
1: I didn't know much about anything about what God was doing in my life at the time. Uh, but I knew Becky was changing, you know. And, and part of the part of the frustration for her is the more that she changed to be a loving wife and a forgiving wife, understanding. Uh, it was causing me, because I knew deep down inside I was wrong, it was causing the wall to build higher and higher to separate my, myself from that and, and it was just being you know um
2: but it wasn't god building the wall it was you building that
1: wall it was me building because that that you try to
2: keep god out you kept building the wall taller
1: that's right okay yeah. it was just pride and uh but i knew that uh i wanted her to be what what she was and and, and that's because like she said it earlier the example i mean when you don't know the lord jesus but you interact with somebody that does and by their example on how they've changed it draws you to jesus and 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 that's why you know we're the we're the we're the ambassadors for christ once we accept christ so she was my the ambassador for christ and and uh the beautiful thing is when two people come to christ together and, and become one according to what the word of god says it changed our life forever
2: and those are words we'll end this segment on they own a business together ariesroofing.com they're out of tarpon springs florida ariesroofing.com what i we what you were hearing if you're just tuning in now you've missed some really good stuff you're gonna need to go back and listen to the rebroadcast or the podcast to hear the whole story but i really want to take it start from 1990 because that was when you started aries roofing now that's a lot of years ago when Becky, you were, you guys were, you were working together. I mean, you guys just started like in your, in your garage or something. I mean, where, where did Aries Roofing start?
1: Uh, You hit that right on the nail. That's a (laughs) roofing term, by the way. Uh, I was working and I left the other business, came home one day and said, Becky, uh, got good news and bad news. Tomorrow we're starting our own business, but we only have $500 to our name. So we cleared one of the boys' bedrooms, made an office, and I, I stored some materials in the garage and I worked seven days a week with two other guys to generate work and, and do the actual work physically and until we started growing a little bit. And, uh, and fortunately, in 1992, the big hurricane hit down. In, not fortunately, I shouldn't say mm, that. Sure, but, Andrew
2: hit August the us,
1: too. it was a lot of business like came our way here locally because a lot of the roofers went down there to chase the work. So we picked up a lot of work hired some more people and, uh, and things uh, just went on from there.
2: So you became a Christ follower in 1991, Eric, and you and Becky were in this business together. At what point in time did you realize that, Hey, everything, this Jesus who's now part of my life, that's supposed to impact how I do roofing.
1: That's a good question, Jim. I mean, about ninety. 95, I was realizing that one of the reasons I wanted to go into business for myself with my wife is that we wanted to be different. and that was my thought for that was before Christ. I wanted to do quality work and, and, and respect my employees and certainly take care of my customers. But in '94 or so, uh, I realized that we were kind of just duplicating what everybody else was doing in a sense of the labor force and all that. So I went out, I stepped out in faith and I told all my, all that we have about 40 guys at that point. And I says, listen, we're not paying 1099s and sub work and anymore. I want employees for Aries Roofing. I want them to be trained and taught how to go into on a roof in a home and do it with the, the right set of tools, if you would say, not only physically, but sp- mentally and spiritually. Right. So uh, from 45, we lost 18 guys that that same day. And, you know, people were nervous, but I said, I want to do this right. I, I know that we have to pay our taxes. We have to get these guys insured properly and offer them benefits. So, uh, from that point on, we continue to grow our business with the goal that we would do it in an honest and pure way.
2: Becky, how freaky was that day? It was, uh,
0: very scary <laughs> because it was like Gary said, eighteen twenty people left and we, it was like starting all over again from scratch. So it was, I mean, we really had to be on our knees praying and, uh, you know, just relying on the Lord to build the company. I feel like we let go of the past and God wanted us to take the turn to go for the future.
2: Did, were you within. really, were you really on your knees then together in that one?
0: Oh yeah, we, yeah. We a, were really on our knees on that one. <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Together. How many of those guys that left that day came back after they saw that you were successful and you were doing it? Any of those guys ever come back?
1: A couple of them did, yeah. But I necessarily didn't necessarily want them back, sure, because I I, I believed in my heart that these guys finally came to light to see that that you know it was more about them than it was about being a company person. So, um, you know, and I shared shared my testimony with them, told them that I wanted to do the things to glorify God. And I didn't think that the way we were operating the business was glorifying God and you have to pay your taxes. You have to, you know, pay your dues. And, and, and so, you know, I I had a certain peace in my heart that this is what God wanted me to do. And we moved forward and, and, you know, we got more employees. And once we explain what we're all about, um, we retain more employees. And, uh, today we're very blessed to have a fairly large company with, uh, Hundred and forty employees, and they're all on our payroll. They're all our employees, and they get paid vacation, health insurance, and overtime. And and, you know, and uh, it's a good thing.
3: So, is that has that become the norm at all in your industry, or do you really still stand out in that in that respect,
1: Martha? That's a great question. No, it's not a norm. We stand out alone. We stand alone and practicing. You know, I'm not saying that there's other companies out there that that try to do it but there's always that, uh, you know, the, the regulations and the, the cost and everything mm-hmm. drives them back down to do, uh, things a little bit underhanded or, or not quite, uh, to the letter of the law.
3: And, and I assume that that's impacted the longevity of the employees that you have. Can oh. you speak to that? How long you've had some of them?
1: Absolutely. We've, Four or five of the guys that we have are, are coming up on 20 years wow. and then 15 years and then 10 years. Uh, we love our employees. We're very thankful because without the employees, who are we?
2: Yeah, because you're not going to haul, be hauling shingles up on your back up to the roof these days.
1: Not anymore. Jeff,
2: no. <laughs> that is a young man sport. Exactly. Absolutely. Do you get young women on those those crews? I mean, you ever get any women want to be roofers? And
1: You want to answer that, backing
0: We've had a couple. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to tangle with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: no. Yeah. I, I did roofing after the just repairing our helping our neighborhood repair roofs after the hurricanes in '04. And at fifty feet, you know, on a on a very slight pitch roof, I'm like no. No, I don't want to do that job here in Florida. Minnesota is not so bad except for the ice during the summertime or the wintertime. But other than that, it wouldn't be so bad. But boy.
3: No, but I just have to, I just want to speak to that again because that just the comfort level of your customers to know that people have been around, they've seen the work they want. You know, they don't want to get a call back that says, well, you know, five years ago, somebody did, you know, they, if they're still there, then it more could have been them that was there five years ago. So, you know, I just think that that improves their desire to do the quality and to follow through because they're going to be sticking around and they make call back again. So I just think that's huge.
0: And one thing we do tell our customers, I mean, we are human. We're going to make mistakes, but how do we handle those mistakes? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are always get a call from one of, one of the owners, usually me, you know, just to, if they had a bad experience or we've done something that's not right. And, you know, just to get that phone call and give them that peace of mind, mm-hmm. we're, we're sorry, but we're going to take care of this and we're going to make it right. And it just, it's just means all the world to them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, Psalm 91, four says, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection area. It really sounds like in that story that you just shared, he, the Lord said, enough's enough. You need to clean this up. You need to operate according to the letter of the law. You're a Christ follower. Now you need to be obedient to the authorities above you. He provided that protection for you when you all of a sudden added 25% to your overhead.
1: I firmly believe that he was always with us, and that he, when he spoke to me, you know, about getting the company right, that he also offered me that protection, you know, and, and I knew that I could do all things through Christ, who strengthens me, and and that was my firm belief, that was my, my mission field, if you would say, to not only stand out so that we could be, you know, uh, an ambassador for the Lord, but... To take care of these employees the way they deserve to be taken care of you know to have a future a career like martha just mentioned in the long run so we could grow together as a family because we're family owned and operated so everybody that works for us we look to them as family Mm -hmm. and uh so all along and when i look back on everything you know there's one thing that i always do i don't don't measure my success by or my vision as to what i'm going to do in the future I look back every 5, 10 years and see what we were able to accomplish uh, with the protection of God and with the, you know, the family and with the employees. and it, it, That's how you, you get fulfillment is to look back on things and see. Because a lot of people say, well, I really didn't accomplish much in 20 years. Well, take a moment and look back where you were 20 years and where you are now. And that's how you measure your success.
2: I often ask that question with new Christ followers. They're just like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm that different. Really, compare yourself to 30 days ago. Any difference? Mm, maybe a little. How about a year ago? Oh, I suppose a little. And they, how about five years ago? You're like, oh, there's a big difference. <laughs> there's a big difference there, and and because it's it's a moving forward. All right, so Becky, you guys started this business in 1990 before Ari came to Christ. You guys realize in 94, you're taking a different direction. You're really going to put your faith at the forefront of what you're doing. How have you and Ari made sure that your relationship, your marriage relationship, has been protected while you grow a business from a few employees to 140? And what do you do on a regular basis to keep it fresh?
0: Well, Ari has a rule. And the rule is when we leave work, we don't talk work. And um, I break that rule a little, you know, every once in a while because I'm a talker. you break it? Ari doesn't break it? You break no, it. No, he never breaks it. He's really good about that. But I'm <laughs> the one that does, you know, because I'm the talker. And then, like, oh, i got to tell you about what happened with this customer today or, or, or you know, this employee. And he's like, mm, no, we're, we're at home now. So we really, when we walk out, we leave it behind. And we really concentrate on our relationship or a date night or spending um, time with our kids. And we didn't mention what we have. Six beautiful grandchildren. Hmm. And um, so we spent a lot of family time boating, golfing. I took up golf. I took up golf, so I'm trying to learn. Very, very difficult game. But it's something we can do. I felt like we could do till we're, you know, 80, 85, whatever, you know. But when we travel, we like to golf together. And uh, and he's an excellent golfer, but I'm still learning. But um, we just enjoy each other. We really do. We shop together. We you know, grocery shop and like to go to the mall together and dinner together. And, um, so that's our rule. We just don't talk about work outside.
1: Well, can I interject of on course, that? Of course,
2: I was going to ask you to interject. Give me your perspective. Uh,
1: you know, and although we don't do it on a daily basis as we should, but Beck and I have put into practice too, is to, you know, do our devotionals in the morning. And then before she leaves to go to work, you know, we get together and we pray we pray for the business we pray for the protection we pray for our employees and uh and it just sense to give you direction for the day you know lord how can i glorify you today you know as you protect us how can we go into the workplace and get peace that we're doing this to glorify you and uh i think that's carried us through many many years of of, of hardship or difficult times uh and the examples that uh, we need three hours for me to ex- tell you all about oh, those I mean, <laughs> well, We love
2: hearing that. So doing devotions together and also praying together. You guys spend time praying together every day?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have been traveling. We've been distracted lately with some travel. But, you know, we always, Becky especially, because she says, you know, can we make a point to pray tomorrow morning? I really need those prayers. I really, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, this is what's going on. I need those prayers. And I'm always open to to, to you know, to talk to the father in heaven about our problem.
2: These guys own a roofing company, Ariesroofing.com, com. that's A-R-R-Y-S roofing dot com. It's like Harry's without the H, Ariesroofing.com. I wanted you guys to hear their story because it's not very often that you hear, first of all, of a general contracting person, a roofing person that is passionate about Jesus at the same time, and I'm sure there's those out there that husbands and wives working together and to hear their story as you've heard today. And I want to make sure, well, Martha, why don't you take it from there?
3: Well, we were, you know, one of the things that I think our listeners need to hear is about the culture that you guys have created. You talk about your employees as your family and um, that you really, you really see it that way. So tell our listeners a little bit about what goes on inside of the office, what you might do with your employees that um, God has really led you to do. Becky.
0: Um, well, for me, we, like I said earlier in the conversation, we have 17 women in the office, so it was very, um, heavy on my heart a couple of years ago to start a Bible study. So we do a Bible study once a week at on our lunch hour. We've opened it to all of the, uh, women in the office and, uh, not all go, but, uh, they're always welcome. Mm-hmm. And, um, it has really, uh, um, it's really bonded, bonded us as women in a work workplace and uh, a couple of the ladies have come to Christ through that, and neat. it's been really, really neat. And um, we've kind of gotten a little off of the holidays just trying to get back on, you know, mm-hmm. but we're going to start Romans here soon. and uh, <laughs> Might
2: as well go all the way deep. All the
0: way deep. And um, my door is always open. We have a prayer box in the kitchen, and we ask, you know, if anybody wants to put prayer requests in there. Some some people aren't. I mean, my door is open. Aries door is open if they want to come in and talk, but... I really minister a lot in the business, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, with marriages and uh, parenting and uh, it's just, um, there's a lot of broken people out there and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I love to share Jesus. So um, that's what, that's what I do in the business, you know, along with the bills. And <laughs> they, oh the yeah, that work stuff.
3: The duties right? <laughs> of being
2: a CFO, sure. But
0: you know, th- that is so great that you are
3: able to see that it's a mu- it's a bigger, de- it's beyond the paycheck. Exactly. It's what you can do to help their heart. And they probably know it's a very safe place they can go if they really do have a problem. Do they, they come Absolutely. into your office and talk with you?
0: Absolutely. I've. I, it kind of took a turn, and I'm not sure how many years ago, but I feel like this is our mission field. You know, some people are called to Africa. Well, I feel that mm-hmm. Aries Roofing is Arianize and i's, uh, and our son's mm-hmm. mission field. And, um, you know, this is where we uh, work very hard, but we share the um, Jesus to
2: people. Are you... Do you get that? turn that corner to your side of the business, the operation side out there, getting the roofs done, things like that, the sales, that that kind of stuff. How often do you get a chance to feed into the hearts of those people in your business?
1: Well, I think it's a daily thing. You know, you have to lead by example, you know, if you lead by example and the example being the word of God, uh, your employees and and sales, whether it be sales field, they're going to, they're going to know that they're, speaking to somebody that's, uh, you know, that has their best interest uh, at, at view, you know. So uh, I, too, used to have a Bible study before we got really busy with uh, the hurricane that we got here in, in, in this area. And the, and the, our sales guys are out there, you know, 10 hours a day. And uh, <clears throat> But I, the open-door policy applies to any time that any of them uh, have – anything that they're concerned about or troubled you know I, somehow the holy spirit tells me hey you need to go talk to that person need you know because we recognize that and uh, because i one of my other rules is i tell everybody if you're not happy here i don't want you here we love you but we have a business to run and we can't portray our problems onto our customers and coworkers so we kind of have to keep that together
2: now you guys have a couple of boys yes that you've uh they're now in the business
1: yes they're both actively working in the business they're both uh
2: did you make them start out at the bottom though picking up the nails on the ground first
1: absolutely pushing
2: the magnet machine
1: yeah when they were still in high school uh we put them out there with our most reliable uh crew chiefs if you would say that i had a one-on-one talk with uh (laughs) if you get them hurt you're going becky's coming after you um so and 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 then they learned to trade, you know, just enough to know that you, you've got to earn respect, you know, from your coworkers and so forth and do what you're told and all that. I paid a minimum wage. They got paid just like everybody else. And then we sent them off to college, and uh, they went here in Tampa, USF, and they they uh, drove back and forth. And when they weren't in, in college, they worked in the business. And as soon as they both graduated – they integrated right into the business. And uh, Stephen runs all the crews now. He's the VP of operation, and Matthew Wells wears multiple hats. But, I mean, he helps his mom with finances and marketing and sheet metal. And, and so we're very, very comfortable thinking that, uh, you know, they can run the business.
2: So they're your perpetuation plan. They are. And are yeah. those boys following the Lord as well?
1: Absolutely. How cool, Absolutely.
2: how, how fun is that Becky for you to see your boys following the Lord and maybe perpetuating the business someday to be, you know, live way past you guys.
0: We couldn't be more prouder of Stephen and Matthew. Um, like Harry said, Steven runs the production and Matthew kind of assists me in finances and marketing and sales. And, uh, just to sit back and watch them with it, the, you know, with our employees and building the relationships and handling with our customers They're you know, they're 35 and almost 34, you know, they're only 19 months apart just to see these. You know, little precious boys of ours grow up into these wonderful Christian men. Has mm-hmm. just been amazing. And again, we're, all of us are not perfect, but it's just watching them. I mean, we laugh together. Of course, I get a little emotional, and they have to give mom a hug once in a while. <laughs> you know, keep me straight. I'm a I'm, um, very excitable person. You know, so but we're just so proud of them, and just to see they're married. With we have two beautiful daughter in laws. um, You know, Heidi and Mary Rose, and we have six beautiful grandchildren. Each son has three children each. And, uh, you know, watching them raise our grandchildren in, in Christ is just amazing. I mean, you could could just sit back and I just, it brings tears to my eyes.
2: Hmm. That's very, it's so cool to be able to see our kids grow up and to see them put their faith into practice, all the things you taught them Mm -hmm. and to know that they can perpetuate the business area. That's gotta be a lot of fun when you, how, how are you teaching your boys Either one of you can answer this question, but I'll, I'll start with Ari. How are you teaching your boys to live out their faith in their work as they lead to, to make sure that the leadership they provide in the future as partners in the business, those boys, is centered on Christ?
1: Well, it, it for Stephen and Matthew, it was pretty easy because, they, they you know, starting very young, we've taught them, you know, um, about respect and about, you know, um, earning trust with the people you encounter, mm-hmm. uh, praying together, not only praying together, you know, when they were young, now praying with their wives and doing the same things that Becky did, you know, once we really understood the relationship with Christ. So, and that they, that's why we're so proud of them, because it wasn't difficult with so Steve. They, so they get, it. they get it. They
2: get it. All right, I, I, we're running out of time, and I want to make sure I ask. You've got a little program that you do called no Roof Left Behind. Tell us about that really quick.
1: The No Roof Left Behind program is where we uh, go out twice a year and there's a petition or an application online, NoRoofLeftBehind.com. If you have a really hardship uh, and you can't afford a roof and uh, you know it's associated with some additional hardship, financial or physical or health, that uh, we will come out and we will put on a roof at no cost to you With all the supporters that we have, our manufacturers, our employees come out, volunteer their time, and then we'll spend the day with you and get you restored and put that new roof on for you.
2: That must be so much fun to do. It
1: is.
0: It's it's so much fun. How many years have you guys
2: been doing it?
1: About six years now.
2: And how many roofs does that mean?
1: Uh, Well, we started doing one and then we switched over to two. So it's probably about 11 roofs now. Mm
2: -hmm. That's very, very cool. So they go on no roof left behind. Dot com. com. No roof left behind dot com. Okay. Just a little plug for you guys. Aries Roofing. Who's the perfect client for you guys? Because might as well tell people. So when they're listening, they go, hey, I could call those guys. AriesRoofing.com.
1: Well, we certainly want to have a rewarding experience with all our customers so that we can continue a relationship with them. Uh, we like customers that pay their bills. <laughs> Just want to throw that in. Uh, and, Great idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we we specialize in roofing. We're good at roofing. We don't do any other trades, so you know, and we specialize in restoration roofing, which is re-roofing. We don't do any new construction per se. So uh, just to have that beginning to end re- uh, experience with a with customer is what we're looking for.
2: Mm. So, uh, okay, I was looking <laughs> what, for you to be more specific. What is that? I don't know. I don't what know. do it's you mean,
3: like, like residential, residential, commercial? You do
2: a residential, and commercial, or just both, or we, just one or the
1: other? We do all kinds of roofing. Anything that pertains to roofing. And, and you have
3: a great website, so people can go there and learn more about what you guys do and learn about the, the little program we were just talking right, about, so too. no
0: roof left behind.
2: Mm-hmm. No roof left yet. And see a family picture. And, and, oh, the family picture's out there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody <laughs> wants to see the six grandkids now. <laughs> Ari and Becky Housh, thank you so much for being an iWorker sharing your story today. It was really awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Make sure you check these guys out online at AriesRoofing.com, AriesRoofing.com, that's A-R-R-Y-S, roofing com these stories are the ones we want to talk about every day and i work for him. if you got one of those stories for us just email us jim and i work for jim and i work for him.com. you've been listening to the i work for him radio show with your host jim and martha brangenberg we're christ followers our workplaces our mission field but ultimately i, I work, work for him, him.